0: Okay, I don't think I have ever, 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 ever been more excited, honored, thrilled, and maybe slightly obsessed to interview anyone on my podcast. And today that happened. I had the privilege and honor of interviewing Jamie Kern Lima, Founder of It Cosmetics, and you are going to love, love, love this conversation. And in case you haven't heard of It Cosmetics, Jamie started It Cosmetics in her living room and grew the company into the largest luxury makeup brand in the country. That's America. She sold the company to L'Oreal in a billion-dollar deal and became the first female CEO of a brand in its history. Her love of her customers and remarkable authenticity and belief eventually landed her on Forbes America's Richest Self-Made Woman list. Today, she's the mother of two, uh, an active investor, speaker, and thought leader who's passionate about inspiring and elevating women. She's also an active philanthropist who has donated 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 over $40 million in product and funds to help women face the effects of cancer with confidence. This soul sister, human, perseverer, angel, like living miracle, I'm so proud to say is on the Divine Living Podcast today. Her book, It's Beyond, you have to go buy it right now. And It's just my great honor and privilege to introduce this episode. Enjoy.
1: I was so desperate at the time. I was hoping he invested in us. I probably would have sold him the majority of the company for like almost no money. Right. Mm. And because for six more years, so many other people rejected us. By the time we did take on investors and then by the time we did sell, um, we were still the largest shareholders. So like, how great is that?
0: You've gotten great at divine working, but what about divine living? Welcome to the Divine Living Podcast. I'm your host, Gina DeV. You're not alone in wanting more. And here at the Divine Living Podcast, you can expect to be part of conversations from women like us who unapologetically dream big and are obsessed with manifesting our most fabulous lives. The conversation starts now. There she is. Hello, how are you? Oh, I am so- So good and so delighted to meet you and thank you for taking this time. Oh my goodness. Thank you also. Thank you also. We are going to have a whole lot of fun. I've got a fun story to tell you and then we're going to let my listeners hear all about yours as well. Oh, great. Okay. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So, well, let's start. I want to start with how I manifested you. So I have been slightly obsessed, following you on Instagram, probably since you were in Puerto Rico. We have a bunch of mutual friends and I, I hadn't known you before. And I was like, who's this woman? She's cool, follow you on Instagram. And you're just always such a love and light and positive. I didn't know anything about your story, except that you sold a company for 1.2 billion. And I just was really attracted to who your essence and who you're being in the world. And then I saw you as it came closer to the book launch, you were on one of my friend's podcasts. And I was like, oh, I want to get her on my podcast. Like the world needs to know who this woman is. So I asked her, I was like, Hey, are you cool with an introduction? This super close friend couldn't be more generous. Never heard back. Like she got back to me about other stuff, but not that. And I was like, well, that's interesting. Then you're on another friend's podcast. I was like, all right, well then I'll text her. And she's like, yeah, let me see. I don't know. I think Jamie's really busy right now. And I was like, okay, you know what? god this is now up to you i'm not going to the <laughs> other people anymore. i'm going to so this was like december 17th or 18th i was getting my nails done figured i'm just going to pray to manifest jamie and i'm going to put on a Joel Stein podcast and i just i didn't have my glasses on so i just like picked one and they're getting my nails done praying and intending that god will bring jamie into my life so that i can have you on the podcast uh-huh. and because i didn't know your story joel's talking about this and that and this person that lost their job and it was a perseverance and have the faith. And then there was this woman who was a television anchor and had rosacea. And then the, and then I didn't realize he was telling your whole story. And then he says, and my friend, Jamie Kern, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, God, you heard this is, this is happening. This is happening. And so this year I started this practice called the daily dazzle where my The first thing is I wake up and I ask God every day, how would you like to dazzle me today? I want to hear from you. Mm. And the day I did that, the email from your team came in about being on the podcast and it was just such a God sized job and the way that all of your story flows. So I just wanted to share that.
1: Oh my goodness. I love that so much. I love that. It's like sometimes we stay in faith and that's how we see things happen, right? And um you know the other thing I want to share is I'm trying to remember did you send an Instagram DM? Yes. Telling in yep. story. Yeah, did you got it? I got it and and here's the thing um just to share with you cuz this I think we must live similarly because I um you know I I'm grateful and blessed that we we probably get I don't know 50 to 100 podcast requests every couple of like it's, it's a lot mainly because I think a lot of people love it cosmetics or maybe Ooh. they want to uh, uh, champion the book and so it's amazing and and overwhelming and obviously we can only do you know there's only so much time and after I saw your message um, I just it kept I kept having this feeling about it uh, and so then um, shared it with the team for for them to to reach out. So uh, I think we both must operate the same way where we just get kind of these gut feelings about yeah. stuff.
0: Yes. Oh, I am so, so grateful. So grateful. Well, thank you for saying yes and passing that along. And um, i glad I was thinking a little too loud to, to get I that. I
1: love that. I <laughs> love, I love God, how you dazzle me today. That's really powerful too.
0: Oh, Just cool. Manifesting
1: that. Yeah. Cool.
0: So I want to tell all my listeners right now if you have not yet bought Believe It and read it cover to cover, hit pause, stop this episode now. I do not want this to be a spoiler alert. Jamie, this is the best, 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 best book I have read, and I don't even know when. Mm-hmm. I was on a plane when I was reading it. I cried through the entire thing. The only time I've cried through the entire thing of anything else was a Lo concert. And I, <laughs> I cried, I laughed. I was, it is so it not only is the story like five movies, please tell mm-hmm. me you got a movie deal out of this. Um, In inbound interest for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just kind of praying about it.
0: Yeah. It's like, I'm like, it's, it's, it's so well written. It's so from the heart. It's, Mm -hmm. I was so sad when it ended because I just, I I wanted more of it. So everyone right now, if you have not already go to believeit.com, buy the book, read it, and then come back to this uh, conversation (laughs) because I'm not going to ask Jamie, I'm not going to ask you about your story because. I'm sure you're telling it everywhere else and it's in the book so people can get that there. So I wanted us to do a little something different. Great. Your ability to persevere is unlike any thing. Uh, I don't even think there's a Bible story that, <laughs> that comes close yeah. to your perseverance and people are hurting so much right now. It's just such a tough time. And so what do you want is like, how did you persevere? so long, getting so many no's and not having your dream take off during those early years?
1: Yeah, I think that's one of our greatest journeys in life is figuring out, right? Because I think that the temptation is to give up or to not risk rejection again or to kind of like stay in our comfort zone. Um, It's easier not to actually tune in and hear our own inner knowing and then decide to trust it right and i think you know in my journey it was filled with so many no's and and here's the thing too is i you know i thought i was in my dream job of uh you know because i love interviewing other people like i literally just want to interview right now i love interviewing other people and i thought oh i'm gonna do that my whole career and i was working in that job and and you know i uh you know had i started getting hereditary rosacea which at the time, I thought it was a huge setback. You mentioned Joel Osteen. Oh, my goodness. One of my favorite things he talks about is how our setbacks, even at the time they're happening, and sometimes for a few years, sometimes longer, like our setbacks can be painful and hard and feel unfair and all the things. And, and you know, one of his big messages is that it's really setbacks are, are God's setups for, for, for what we're supposed to do. And, and I think that this is a a season we're all in, we're all coming out of, Mm -hmm. um, hopefully coming out of, Mm -hmm. of so many setbacks. And I mean, in no matter how people feel right now, turning on the news feels like a setback, right? And Mm -hmm. it's one thing after another, after another, after another. And I think that one of the most important things is is learning how to stay in faith. And for some people that's faith in their faith or faith in the universe or, but learning how to stay in faith that, Oh, these setbacks are hard and they sometimes don't make sense and sometimes feel incredibly unfair. Uh, but I'm going to, I'm going to choose to believe that I'm in a season of gaining strength, (laughs) uh, to carry the weight of the things I really want to manifest. Once they do happen, and so, you know, for me, and I did so many things wrong, and I know, uh, especially just with so many spiritual entrepreneurs and so many people that you impact in your community, I really wanted to share the real stuff. like all like ninety five percent of the book of stories I've never shared before because they're they're the the stories behind the stories that let us know we're not alone um in feeling like we're not enough or or not knowing how to believe in ourselves or trust ourselves or, or step into that person we're born to be. And so I share all of those. Um, but, but really to your point is going through all of them. There's so many different examples and and stories that I could, I could talk to you for like 24 hours about the number of rejections and because, and here's, here's the thing is, and I think it's awesome. You didn't know this story because when you Google my story, all you see is that the headline like, Oh, Denny's waitress builds billion dollar company. And it's easy to think, and I get so many DMS on Instagram saying, Oh, did, was this, did you get lucky? Like, did you have connections? All those things. And I realized that people feel alone in their own struggle and their own, you know, and, 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 and so I'm sharing it all because my journey really is year. It's not, oh, wow, I built a billion dollar company. It's the real story is, is, is a girl who went from not believing in herself to, to learning how to believe in herself. And while I share so many of the things I did wrong as well and the lessons I learned, one of the things I did right, I share too, which is when I look back at the whole journey and I look like, how did I keep getting back up when I had no money left in the bank and couldn't pay myself for three years. And all the experts I kept putting on pedestals, you know, and trusting in and believing in and kept telling me you're not the right fit and your products are not the right fit. And, and, and when you don't have proof of success around you and you have people telling you they don't believe in you and all of those things, it's so easy for them to get like to to build up in the form of self-doubt that's so loud we can't even tune in and hear our own gut instinct anymore right and we actually just confuse the two and the one thing i did right and and when i attribute how did i keep getting back up i figured out how to get still how to listen to my own inner knowing and and i made the decision to trust it and and listen sometimes people say no and we're rejected or experts give us advice and tell us we're on the right path and all those things and they might be right right but how i judge that and how i judge is that advice valuable to me or not is that is what this expert sharing for me or not is i i get still and i feel it i feel in my gut and i just decide to trust it um and it's like when i look back on this journey uh i've made so many mistakes and often they really come back to like, oh, wow, I actually just didn't trust myself in that moment. Ooh. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think that's the journey. The, I think the, the journey isn't, oh, can I create a billion-dollar company or can I do this? I think the journey is, can I figure out and put the work in of learning how to hear my own truth, Ooh. my own knowing, and then trust it?
0: Oh, right there, right there. So I have a question. When you, you would hear the no's and you're really a sensitive person. Like I am Mm -hmm. like most, you know, it's like, so it's like when you're hearing all these no's, you're not one of those kind of like, doesn't affect me. You know, you're like, you're crying, you're feeling rejected. Like, and did you, so your, your technique, what I'm hearing is that you would always go and listen to the still voice within, did it always say this is going to work?
1: The times it didn't, I really believe, is when I was turning up the volume on self-doubt. You know what I mean? And but every time I did check back in, yeah, and there were some brutal times. And it wasn't that I just instantly knew, but in some cases I did, right? And you know, there's one story that just that keeps coming to mind right now about you know how we'd gotten down to under a thousand dollars in our bank account and we had been sending our products to all the retailers and and we finally got an inbound from a potential investor. Uh, And I was so excited because they had created so many, or they'd invested in and then built up so many, of consumer product companies that we shop at in grocery stores that are household names today Uh, and they invested in them pre-revenue and helped them build and they were super interested uh, in having a meeting and they uh, had gotten their hands on our product and they loved the product Uh, and so we started the meetings and we went through you know um, the process where it went to the diligence phase which is you know showing them product pipelines and budget all the stuff and uh, and i remember it got down to the last meeting and my husband was there and i was there and we were standing about 3 feet from the head investor and he thanked me and said they really think you know congratulations on a great product uh, but they've decided it's a no and, and and by the way i was hoping it was a yes so bad because a i didn't want to go bankrupt and b i thought oh They're so big that they can leverage their connections and maybe get us into these retailers that keep saying no to us. I was so hopeful. And when he looked at me and said, it's a no, um, we're going to pass on investing in it cosmetics. I said, um, and I was so used to hearing no, but I said, okay, can you share why? Like, can you share some feedback? Uh, and he said, do you want me to be honest with you? And I said, yes, please. I remember I was like three feet, Uh, from him. And he says, I just don't think women will buy makeup from someone who looks like you with your body and your weight. And I remember in that moment, literally a lifetime of body doubt and self doubt, all those great things like flooded my body. And I remember just staring at at him and it was like, his mouth was kind of moving in slow motion. And I remember my heart racing. Uh, but in that moment, even though it was painful, even though I literally went out to the car and cried my eyes out, all those things, I also felt like this—this, this, like it was, I don't know, if it was sharp is the way to describe it—but a, a really powerful knowing uh, that he's wrong, and yes. right. But I, but I also knew I also was on a journey to believing that for myself, mm-hmm. and that me ever proving it would come down to me really believing it for myself and you know when you know I did the work early on of the mission statement for it cosmetics this whole dream it wasn't you know cuz I had hereditary rosacea so it's bright red and I can never find makeup to cover it and it's kind of what sparked this this problem i guess that's what i was starting to tell you earlier but it was a setback right and then i'm like oh Jill Osteen. anyways the setback was i was thinking I was going to anchor and, and be a journalist my whole career. And I got that hereditary rosacea. And I would hear in my earpiece from producers, there's something on your face or something. And I'd be anchoring the news live. And it was really uh, a period of strong self-doubt because I knew they were telling me to wipe my face, the things off my face while I'm alive, but I couldn't. And the makeup wasn't working. And I went through this season of going, OK, am I going to get fired? Am I going to lose viewers? All those things. And, and that setback is where after not being able to find makeup that worked after realizing, Oh wow, my whole life, all the ads I've ever seen are I've never seen anyone with problem skin like me. And then realizing like a whole layer deeper of, Oh, growing up as a little girl, I always wanted, I always aspired to look like those ads, but they also always made me feel not enough. Mm -hmm. And then, It was like two things happened at once, which I call grace. (laughs) One was kind of this knowing you need to let go of one dream, give up on one dream and go after this new one. Because sometimes knowing when to let go of a dream is as important as knowing when to go after one. And it didn't make sense at the time. I didn't know anyone in the beauty industry. I didn't didn't know how it was going to happen. It was just a feeling. But I also realized too that if I can ever pull this off, if I can ever create a makeup company that actually creates products and they work and all that, I'm gonna use women of you know that have rosacea like me, that are every age and shape and size and skin tone and skin challenge and 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 let's try to like shift that energy, like shift that culture in the whole beauty space for every person, every little kid growing up who's about to learn to start doubting themselves and every grown up who still does. And it was this bigger, bigger kind of thing that happened in that whole process. And I didn't know that that big setback was really a setup for for what I was supposed to do. And so, you know, in that moment where he said those words to me and I cried my eyes out, uh, I also in that moment got this knowing that he's wrong and went on this journey to really believing it and proving it. And that again was a big setback, right? Because Mm -hmm. I didn't know how we were going to make it. Like I would go to the ATM to take out $20 and literally hit no receipt because I couldn't even stomach, I couldn't handle Mm -hmm. seeing the balance. I didn't know how we were going to stay in business. And the beautiful thing is, you know, fast forward, uh, I guess it would be six years later uh, when L'Oreal, when we sold our company to L'Oreal and because L'Oreal is such a large company and because when they bought, this business I started in my living room for over a billion dollars in cash. It was their largest U.S. acquisition in their history. They had to release the purchase price. And because they did, it went everywhere in the news. And the day of the deal, I actually got an email from that investor. Yeah. And he said, congratulations. I'm so happy for you. I was wrong. Uh, I want to wish you all the best. And two things. I learned that, you know, had he invested, it would have been the most successful investment in his company's history. <laughs> but the other thing, and this is the this is the grace. And and whether, you know, for each person listening right now and watching, whether they call that God or the universe, like the grace of trusting in these setbacks eventually being set up. I have so many stories like this where for six years, I had to work really hard to turn down the volume on letting those words he said replay in my head. Mm -hmm. I had to work on turning and tuning into that moment where I knew he's wrong, turning up the volume on my own knowing. Uh, But uh, the grace comes in that like I was so desperate at the time. I was hoping he invested in us. I probably would have sold him the majority of the company for like almost no money. Right.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: because, For six more years, so many other people rejected us by the time we did take on investors. And then by the time we did sell, um, we were still the largest shareholders. So like, how great is that? I would have given anything at the time thinking, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? But it's like, there's a famous saying, rejection is is God's protection or rejection is the universe's Mm -hmm. protection. And Mm -hmm. like, Seeing rejection that way, I think, is really powerful because it makes us fear it less and we take away its power when we have that kind of faith. And so that was, there's so many stories like that. Oh my gosh. Uh, You
0: really took it as as direction, as painful as it was, but you never ultimately lost the faith. And would you say that it's because you were so connected to the vision? I mean, there's the company and the products, but you know, your vision of. Changing how the beauty industry promotes yeah. the products and and views women—is um, that what just had you keep going?
1: Yeah, that was a big part of it. That deep, deep why, and I think that you know a lot of times we we hear so many thought leaders talking about you know how important your why is and all that, and I think that a lot of times because you know now after finally getting a shot on QVC and then. Doing, I've done over a thousand live shows there. Uh, you get to know literally tens of thousands of other entrepreneurs on their journey, and there's so many, you know. And I would say in the in the QVC world is super intense and super high pressure. And probably I'm, I'm guessing here, but I would say ninety five percent don't make it past a couple shows or one show. And you know, so you end up meeting a lot of people over the years. And I've done a lot of thinking over, you know, just what is that commonality between the ones that actually last and the ones that make it and all of that. And I think that there's a couple things that I've seen anyways. And the first is that, you know, they all have a a mission for that's bigger than themselves. Mm -hmm. It's not just a why that sounds good. And I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs make this mistake where maybe we, we write out a why attached to a goal Mm -hmm. and it's, you know, and it sounds so good. Like in my example, My why could have been, oh, I want to solve my own skin problems or, oh, I want to help millions of women who also, and men and whoever wants to wear makeup, who also struggle with skin. And and that would be a great why. And I did want those things, but often, and, and so many people do whys like, oh, I want to pay for my kid's college and things like that. And they sound so good. And when you share them with someone else, they're like, oh, that's so amazing. So you think that's enough. Peeling back the layers and going deeper on the deep, 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 deep why. I feel like that's so important to actually help us not give up every time we get knocked down. So, you know, the example of, I'm just thinking live here, but the example of, oh, I wanted to pay for my kids college. That's great. But can you peel those layers deeper until you get to a a why beneath that? And I'm just making up random examples, but it could be like, oh, I want to break a multi-generational cycle in my family and it's going to stop with me. And, you know, we will overcome this addiction or this mindset or this, you know what I'm saying? You get my point, right? I'm making stuff up, but like going deep. And, And I think when people do that, that's when you can get to that because look at, so many dreams are never realized just because people give up, <laughs> right? Because it's hard. And and I think just doing that work is so important. So that was a big one. And the other thing uh, to share on that note is there's this, when I look at the, the, the tens of thousands of people that, you know, entrepreneurs and brand founders and creators that, that I've met over the years, the ones that have that are the same way on air when they're live on television as they are in the green room, Mm -hmm. right? Because you know all those studies out there that talk about how you can't have an authentic human relationship or which could be relationship with your customers, relationship with your community, like period, unless you show up fully authentically. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's so easy to go, yeah, I'm totally authentic. And to think that way, but then we show up as our representative or as who, we hope people think we are, or the ex, what an expert's supposed to do or look like. Mm-hmm. And then that, that all that does is create a barrier of disconnection. Mm-hmm. And the people I saw last over the years and build something that lasted and mattered and made a difference and moved stuff forward, like they're the same. They were the same in the green room, for better or worse. None of them were similar. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, but like, that's how they were on air. You know what I mean? And there's that authenticity and in my own journey, some of my hardest decisions in going against experts and against everything that I knew or that they were telling me had been successful in the past was when I made the decision to stick to the authenticity of why I was doing the brand, even though it had not yet proven successful anywhere, (laughs) you know, Yeah.
0: Oh, so, so, and it's, it simplifies it too. It's like the thing that's harder is actually the simplest. If we would just give ourselves permission to be our full selves, our, our flawed and fabulous selves and just have it all integrated because it's who we are anyways. It's
1: freeing. Right. And it's, I think people are scared too. I think they hop on social media and they compare to everyone and they don't realize like whatever anyone else is doing is completely irrelevant. Like all In the sense of i used to say this actually oh my gosh so many years in a row my team would probably be able to just recite it and roll their eyes maybe i don't know but i used to say this so often when they would present me with like what a competitor was doing or this or that and i'd always say our biggest risk to our business is not what the competition's doing it's if we actually get distracted by it and then get tempted right yeah. to dilute our own secret sauce because the second you do that you create disconnection you break customer trust all the things start avalanching down mm-hmm. and so many people never make it because they get distracted uh, with thinking that they need to compete with everyone else when literally, the only thing we need to compete with is stepping into the person we're called to be yes. and our knowing and our truth, right? Like like that. And for me, and just to be fully transparent, like the person I feel like God made me to be, I feel like I'm not even close to being there yet you know what oh, i mean that, I, that's but, but,
0: my questions coming up that's oh really <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah actually All right, i got some uh, a couple of tactical questions for you so yeah. when qvc first turned you down and you knew like that was like that's was one of the big goals of like that's how this is going to take off did you keep believing that one day they would change their mind or did you think that well maybe that door is closed and something else is going to open mm. so i <laughs>
1: Had no ego about it, was willing to literally embarrass myself to the point where, and QVC said no for years, multiple times, right? And oh, I didn't and, know. That part. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> and yeah. And so did Sephora, and so did Ulta, and so did all the department stores. And what I would say is, and this is hard for those of us who are super empathetic, who feel deeply, who mm-hmm. sense deeply, who connect, right? This is hard to do. But when it comes to your business, I believe what's really important and really tactical and but it's hard to do, but it's so important to do is to take the emotion and the resentment out of rejection. And I made this decision literally every time it was another no from QVC, from Sephora. Yes, it hurt. We were three years into we had become the largest beauty brand in QVC's history, and we were still getting no's from Sephora. It actually was six years total of no's before we got in there. I made the decision every time because here's the thing, right? When someone tells us no, or you're not the right fit, or any of those things, like not always, but often, it feels like they're saying you're not enough, always. right? Oh At its core and it's really hard not to be like f you mm-hmm. or this is personal or this isn't fair or okay if you don't believe in me one day i'm not going to sell my stuff in your stuff it's all our humanness wants to think those thoughts right yes right and and they feel good sometimes when we have those kind of but <laughs> and when i look back on on how how did this all happen? To answer your question, every time those no's happened, I'd literally made the decision to not get resentful to respond to that person with full confidence, uh at least outwardly, full confidence that, like, okay, well, it's gonna be a yes one day, so I'm super excited, That's and all those things. And then what I would do, even though I would cry myself to sleep, even though all those things were hard, I would actually, every time a new product, we would launch a new product or every time we might get a press placement, even the small, like a little mention, anything, I would email all the buyers that had said no, and be like, "Great news! You're we listeners. just yeah, we just got in this magazine or this you know person online said they loved it, and I'm so excited. You know, can't wait to can't wait to share this with your customers one day. Mm-hmm. Uh, their lives will be so much better, right? So it it was literally me doing that for years, and I don't know if they thought I was crazy. I don't know what they thought, but also also you know with l'oreal i had a feeling and especially we started trying to launch international on our own and i was like oh this is hard (laughs) because when you have a physical product or a lot of other spaces that we're in i learned every country has different hr policies and regulatory compliance and all these things and i'm like wow we can do this ourselves but it's gonna go at a way slow pace for us to try to figure this all out in our own team and i started you know having this feeling of wow i care about our mission so much that if we could partner with with someone like loreal who has teams on the ground in like 100 plus countries they could scale so much more quickly and they understand these nuances because they're hyper local in every country with teams and so i had this vision but it was also 3 years of them also saying you know we're not sure you're the right fit or we're not sure you're going to be able to scale globally or all the things right because we only had success mm-hmm. in the US so far so it made sense why they were saying no but even in the that 3 year window i made the decision to no matter how much rejection to be like oh but it will be yes one day and we'll be the Correct. biggest sure. brand in your portfolio i would t-
0: <laughs> you have the vision this is amazing this is amazing so i um i have another question because so many women are taught Work hard, you'll make more money. And as as business owners, sometimes we can like start to get lost in the overworking and you talk so much about it. And obviously it's such an inspiration. I'm pretty sure every listener is like, I'd like to have a billion dollar company. Are the hundred hour weeks necessary? No. Tell no. I, talk to definitely. us, Jamie.
1: Yeah, definitely not. When I look back at some of the things I did wrong, hundred hour weeks are one of them. What happened in my situation, it was kind of like this, you know, three years of, of not being able to pay ourselves, of hearing no from everybody, literally getting, we got down to under a thousand dollars total in our company bank account and personal bank account combined, didn't know right for so long how this was going to happen. And when we finally started getting traction and success, and I literally had to learn how to believe it. I had to learn how to not have Mm -hmm. imposter syndrome. And for so many years, I felt like, oh my gosh, this could come crashing down at any second. I am going to, I've got to strike while the iron's hot. Is this success real? I, you know, and it was just like hundred hour weeks, like all in. I also became addicted to work and I think work addiction or even busyness Mm-hmm. Is an addiction, like everything else, whether it's gambling, shopping, any of that stuff, that also is numbing, right, and mm-hmm. separates us from ourselves. And I think that it was just this this storm of me working so hard because for so long I couldn't believe <laughs> that it the mm-hmm. success was actually was actually happening. And and when I look back, I think it was totally unnecessary. I think that maybe we would have grown a little slower than we did, but what price did I pay, right? Like I pray every day that I didn't, uh, cause I did hundred hour weeks for almost a decade. I pray every day that I, you know, didn't cause damage to my health. I, you know, and you know, I've never, I've never shared stuff like this before, but I just felt like, okay, if I were, I feel like everything we go through when when we have a knowing on our heart it's time to share it it can really help someone else prevent them from making the same mistakes we save them nights crying themselves asleep, save them time and money and all those things and so you know in believe it is i share like the impact it took on my marriage and how i mean it was a long season of every single holiday in the qvc green room and that wasn't them saying, "Hey, can you spend your holidays here?" That was me saying, "Hey, can we get more airtime? Can we? You know what I'm saying?" It, it was like me driving it because it was like, "Wow, this could all, this may all come crashing down." And then I talk about getting to the point of of overcoming all this and believing <laughs> that we are worthy of our greatest hopes and dreams, believing that we deserve success, believing all those things. Uh, but you know, it's, it's a challenge. And I got to the point where every time, I mean, cause and my husband was working so hard as well. And a lot of our team and when my phone would ring and I would see it was him, I actually realized I, I saw it as a work call. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was our whole life. And, and so becoming aware of it and also learning all those things has helped me also repair <laughs> repair right. my life. I don't believe those kind of hours are necessary. and I think that um I do think balance is a lie. Uh, so I, I don't I don't believe that that exists, but I do think that I think we all have a knowing of 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 the person that we're called to be and the journey and the path we're we're meant to go on and and the parent we feel we need to be or the partner we feel we need to be or the friend we feel we need to be. And, you know, my journey is learning how to hear that and learning how to trust it in every area. Right. Cause I go deep in the book on crazy stuff in family and when, oh. right. Like what happens when you feel like the, someone just who you thought you knew and trusted personally pulls the rug out from underneath you. And it's really all the journey on how you know, I'm getting to that point where we step into all of who we are and all of who I am is a way better wife, friend, parent, all those things than I was during that season. And I have that knowing. And so, and no, you do not need to work that hard.
0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I got to ask, what's it feel like to be a billionaire?
1: (laughs) (laughs) What's, like Jamie. You know, I um you always hear people say that, oh, money doesn't buy happiness. You always hear those things, right? But you think, yeah, but <laughs> right? I heard this the other day on Glennon Doyle's Instagram. She did one of the most brilliant ways of answering your question. And so I'm just gonna take that the best way I can because I it hit home for me. She was talking about her lifetime obsession with body image. And she was talking about how many years she just thought she could get six pack abs. I mean, how happy, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. And by the way, I've had those same thoughts I've had in my freaking gold journal manifesting stuff that's going to happen that I have a six pack, right? Mm -hmm. So I get all that. And I realized by her talking this to her, and then she talks about how her and her wife Abby hired a trainer and a great, they have a great trainer and all that. And she's gotten to the point where she has six pack abs now. Like this is a, a, a new thing for her. She has six pack abs and she's like, I'm not any happier. I'm, what are they doing for me? Now I'm the same exact person, but I have six pack abs. You know what I'm saying? And I think in so many ways, I really believe this and I've lived this. The victory isn't selling a company for a billion dollars. The victory is, am I living my truth or am I talking myself out of it? Am I stepping into all of who I am? Am I trusting myself? Am I competing with no one else except the person God made me to be? And am I on my path to becoming the person I was born to be? That's the victory. Because there's a whole lot of people that have made money or done this or done that. And they are not happy. And it's because they're going after the stuff that is not aligned with the path they're with their own truth of their own journey in life, right? We all know when we're in like that state of flow, whether it's in creating or in work or in our own truth, that's the victory.
0: I, I love what you've shared here. There's living your truth. And then I just really want to celebrate you. And there's living your truth at that level. So I think that, and especially as a woman who's like living her truth and has manifested at that level with the deeper why connected, I'm just, Mm -hmm. I'm so grateful to you. I'm so thrilled for you. I'm like so honored that you took this time to share all of what's inside of you. Well, I know there's so much more and speaking (laughs) of more, I want to, um, Um, I'm gonna close with what's next for you. I think most of us, if we persevered what you have, done what you've done, we'd be sitting poolside with an umbrella in our drink (laughs) forever. (laughs) What's what is next for you? You know, this is the first time really
1: that I'm stepping away from that role of the you know, just all in running the business. And it's the first time I've ever sharing my story. So, what's next for me is spending time with you like this and and my hope and prayers is that is that you know is that believe it you know inspires everyone out there on their on their own journey of like learning how to believe in themselves trust themselves and and know they're enough. And I'm just so passionate about it. It literally fills my soul. Um, so yeah, so that's, what's next. <laughs> you,
0: well, it will do exactly that. Like I said, this book is so phenomenal. Like the mm-hmm. story has so many twists and turns. It's so well-written. You're going to laugh. You're going to cry. You're going to like, have such a fire lit inside of you to go live your purpose, go, go, go buy this book and buy it for every woman you care about. You can go to, we'll have it all in the show notes, believeit.com. And I believe there's some special
1: gifts. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just in, in, um, all of celebration of of the book launch. Yeah. So if you pick up, believe it anywhere that it's sold. So there's, uh, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Target, all the indie bookshops, anywhere you you grab it. Uh, And then if you go to believeit.com. So the book's called Believe It and then uh, the website believeit.com. If you go there, all you do is enter your order number and you get lots of free stuff just to celebrate that the book is out. And so you'll get a free, there's a 90 plus page action plan that helps you implement all the lessons from the book into your real life. And then I did a course called Becoming Unstoppable, all about how to overcome the things holding you back. And so you just get them for free, just in celebration and celebration of, of the book launch. So oh, super excited.
0: Amazing. Well, Jamie, we are celebrating you. Everyone screenshot this episode and tag Jamie and I on Instagram. Let us know what you got out of this. Obviously, you can see this woman's soul is filled by seeing this. What how this has impacted your life. So let us know, be in communication Jamie, I am just so, so grateful. I could talk to you forever. And I'm just so touched that uh, you said yes to this podcast.
1: Well, you manifested it. Then I felt it. And I am super grateful to you. So thank you so much.
0: Oh, thank you. And everyone go buy that book. Isn't she amazing? Oh my gosh, that was so much fun. I really hope that you do yourself a favor and go buy her book right now. I was not just flattering her to say it was the best book I've read and I can't even remember when. You're going to love it. You're going to laugh. You're going to cry. Please, please, please be in communication with us. Take a screenshot of this episode. Tag us both on Instagram. Let us know what you got out of it. It just delights both of us so much to hear from you so sending you big love and let's all persevere queens we got this all right my beautiful i hope that you have loved this episode and it has been a blessing in your life and if you could use a little extra love and support in sisterhood i want to invite you to join me in my global community in the audacity to be queen free companion course this is completely free and when you go to divineliving.com forward slash audacity You're going to get meditations, you're going to get videos, you're going to get workbooks, you're going to get Q&A call replays with me. It's just a whole bunch of positive programming completely for free. I want to make sure that you have this love in your life. So go get it now at divineliving.com forward slash audacity.